Hello everyone and welcome back to Identity Architects, the podcast that spotlights individuals changing the way that data is used to deliver better customer experiences. I'm your host Ben Cicchetti and for this episode I had the opportunity to sit down with my colleague Valerie Mercurio, Director of Business Development here at InfoSum. Val and I chatted all things partnerships, the concept of competitive collaboration and zero trust collaboration, and we also touched on something we're both incredibly passionate about. Val is the chair of the InfoSum Women's Network, and I'm the chair of the InfoSum LGBTQ network. So we discussed where Val sees the Women's Network going in 2022. Before we jump into that conversation, a quick reminder to hit that subscribe button to know when the next episode of Identity Architects lands. But without any further delay, here's my conversation with Val. Hey Val, welcome to the podcast. Hey Ben, how are you today? Thank you for having me. I'm doing fantastic and it's awesome to have you here. Uh, We've got a ton to get through, so we'll dive straight into it. Before we get started on the actual questions, do you want to give us a quick intro to you and what you do here at InfoSum? Absolutely. My name is Valerie Mercurio. I lead business development here at InfoSum, really focusing on building out our ecosystem across a few main verticals as we think about our integration partners, our networks, our identity partners that we're working with. And I'm just really excited to be here. That's awesome. And we're going to do things a little bit different this week. So for long-term listeners, you'll know we usually end the episodes with a series of quickfire questions, but we thought it'd be good to get to know you a little bit better at the start. So we're going to start with those questions. So are you ready? As ready as I'm going to be. There you go. That's a spirit. (laughs) So first question, what is your earliest memory of advertising? Advertising. I think when I first took a step back and thought about it, the first thing that came to mind was actually the Toys R Us big book that would come out around the holidays here in the United States. And I remember my parents always thinking a lot about why why is this drumming up so much excitement towards children? And for me at the time, I definitely didn't realize that it was so much focused on advertising. And now thinking back on my career, I certainly remember it very well yes we had something similar here in the uk was the argos catalog which you know looking back on it was just a way to get kids as excited as possible and desiring as many toys as possible around the holiday season so i can completely understand that and then what was your first job in advertising Absolutely. So my first job in advertising was actually focused on the offline data. So right after school, I and cover our ears, because if we think about this world 10 years ago, when I started out, it was very focused where I actually was manually manipulating my clients' data and focusing on data enrichment and how we could actually streamline CRM systems. Oh, wow, that sounds super interesting. And I guess looking back at you yourself as you were just starting in your career, if you could go back and tell yourself something that you know now, what would it be? That is horrifying. I <laughs> now, now knowing what I know, it, it was it was the world that we lived in, and and there wasn't any level of, you know, lack of trust, and it was very much so. You could send your data anywhere, and there was no concern of how that data would be leveraged. Yeah, I can imagine. It was a different world back then. uh, And hopefully and thankfully things are changing and we're moving in the right direction, which is awesome. 
And I guess talking about where things are now and kind of how everything is moving on, what do you love about what you do right now and the industry we're in? I think one of the most exciting things for me is just really being ahead of the trends. And that's something that I've always thought about specifically when I got into programmatic advertising. It was what's next? Because we all listen very frequently about all of the privacy changes and, and laws and governance surrounding how we leverage data. And so the thing that I'm most excited about is almost being a little futuristic and what is that going to mean for our ecosystem and how do we build it efficiently? Yeah, for sure. And I guess one of the things that is changing uh, at a pretty significant rate anyway is identity. And as an industry, we're a little bit obsessed with the concept of identity, how it can be used and the privacy implications of that. How would you describe identity to, say, a 10-year-old? Yes. The the reality is I can't explain identity to about half of my friends or my family in a five minute. But I, I think to, at the simplest thing, it's, it's the values about us that we cannot change. And that is the easiest way that I always think about it. It's what are those identifiers that pertain to us that we cannot change throughout. That makes sense. And what keeps you awake at night? I would say the thing that keeps me awake at night is almost the same thing that gets me up in the morning. When we think about privacy changes and the ecosystem changes, what announcements are coming next? How do we empower those changes in a really smart, sophisticated way? And I mean, you touched on it a little bit there, but what kind of gets you motivated? What gets you up in the morning? Definitely. So I think what gets me up in the morning is not only I, I truly, and I've, I've said this, honestly, I've been fortunate enough to say it throughout my entire career, but I've always focused on being at an opportunity where I love coming to work each day. And when I think about that, it's not only the role that I have from a partnership lens, but also the other environments that exist within a business. And so I've actually taken over as the chair of women at InfoSum which has been really exciting. And I think throughout the pandemic, it was that extra motivating factor that I really needed personally to help grow in both a personal and a professional way. I love that. And as someone that's attended a ton of those InfoSum Women's Network meetings, they're just incredibly inspirational. And I just love being part of that. And as you know, we also have the InfoSum LGBTQ plus network, uh, which I'm the chair of. So I'm just incredibly excited by the opportunities that are ahead for both of those groups. As you kind of take the reins and take the helm of the Women's Network, do you have goals and aspirations as to where you see that group going? Absolutely. I think it it really starts, it, it has to be bigger than just the people who attend those meetings. And that's what I'm really focused on is how do we bring outside perspectives and how are we actually impacting our communities as a network? How are we helping the ecosystem at large? And I spend a lot of time thinking specifically on the partner side of where we are working. And it's very much so focused on how do we expand the the networks within the partners that we're focused on and, and representation across the ecosystem? That's amazing. I love that. Uh, it's just incredibly inspiring. And I love being part of that group uh, and the various groups here we have at InfoSum. Yeah. So here we go. Final question of the quickfire round and the one that tends to throw people off a little bit. Uh, if there was a song that was a soundtrack to your life, what would it be? 
This one is always hard because at any given moment, I am I am ranging from Broadway show tunes to rock music to disco music across the board. But my gut reaction on this has to be Enter Sandman by Metallica. And the reason for that is you never hear that song and think that you're about to enter into something that's not exciting, right? You hear that song, it gets the endorphins Super going. motivational. Exactly. So I always, that's kind of my go-to response there. It's also a great song. <laughs> I love that. It's a great gym song, a great workout song, yes. great way to get your uh, blood pumping for a workout. That's awesome. So that's the end of the quickfire questions. And now we can move on to the more topical questions. So clearly at InfoSum, you are responsible for business development and partnerships. Why are those partnerships so important, not just to InfoSum, but to all companies, especially in the cookie-less future? Yes. So this one, I love this question. I love thinking about it because the reality is there is not one company out there that can do this alone. And that is a straight truth. There is, there's not one golden child that is going to solve for this in a silo in a way that's scalable and beneficial to the ecosystem as we think about our advertisers and our publishers, our data providers. So from a partnership lens, the thing that I get really excited about and the thing that is most important is truly building a connection across the board for scalable solutions. And specifically where InfoSum sits, where we really are a technology layer, and there's so much importance. One of the big items that I'm always focused on is how do I help my partner succeed? How do we actually allow them to take the technology and leverage it for solutions that they're having a hard time solving for without starting from square one? And in our lens, where we've been building this amazing technology for six or seven years already and only commercializing it in the last few, I think there's so much value to the security measures that we've been putting in place and the way that we've built the foundation. And so from a partnership lens, it's really both. And I am hyper-focused on always making sure that there is a value exchange between two partners. So when we're signing up, I'm a big believer. I tell everyone I suffer from realism. And all of my partners, any partners listening to this podcast have probably heard me say that, where it is so important to make sure that that value proposition is really clear, right? Is there a specific use case that we're solving for that our brand are looking for? And how are we helping connect the ecosystem? And so I think if I take a step back, partnerships are important because there's always that value proposition and that driver to help enhance a client experience throughout. And so that is really where I'm focused on as I think about building out partnerships across the board. That makes a ton of sense. And, you know, one of the key parts of any partnership is trust. And we talk a lot about commercial trust and the lack thereof uh, in the industry. How do you think we overcome that trust barrier? Definitely. I think there's two sides of trust, right? There's a personal relationship building. We're going to be partners because we're solving for X, Y, Z. And that trust is critical. Because without that, there's, it's really hard to build appropriate scalable ecosystems. 
When it comes down to commercial trust and actually thinking about data assets, I would I would kind of flip that and say we shouldn't trust each other. <laughs> As we think about zero-party trust, why should we trust each other with our most valuable assets? And that's our data. And I think a lot back on that reflection of my, my first career where I was manually <laughs> going into data sets and updating emails and appending data to it. And I was in Excel all day long. And so now understanding what that means, again, that was 10 years ago, understanding what that means for our ecosystem today. And every single day we turn on the news and there's some level of a data breach. And that is how we are going to move forward as an ecosystem is with knowing our data assets and exactly where they are and how do we find that value out of them. So I think the biggest thing is, Again, from a personal and a relationship standpoint, we have to have that trust together so we can deliver on what our clients are hoping to get. But as far as data trust, zero-party trust. We should not be sending our data everywhere. You, you lose truly that number one asset. And so I think in how we focus on overcoming that, it's really around the solutions. It's about building the right solutions that solve for these challenges and how we can be prepared together as an ecosystem. Yeah, that, that completely resonates with me. And I think one of the things that's most exciting for me is this idea that brands and companies who would be traditionally considered competitive with each other when you remove the need for trust and when you overcome that kind of commercial trust barrier, suddenly competitive companies can work together and can collaborate. So as you look at companies in our space and companies that are traditionally competitive, what would that, you know, let's call it competitive collaboration look like? Definitely. I think it is so important. And when we actually take a step back to understand how that can look and Originally, when we first started thinking about the ecosystem, that was not even a conversation that would be put on the table when we think about, hey, let's actually get insights to deliver better campaigns. And so with our technology, and one of the reasons that I joined the InfoSum team and Part of the reason that I get up every day that really excites me is the fact that we've truly built a solution where clients can collaborate without ever wondering or worrying about their data assets touching, getting commingled, getting leveraged in a way that they didn't want it to and not the intended use case. And that is something that as an industry, historically, we have always been focused on building those audit trails through contracts, which are great. Um, but the, the reality is that's really hard to audit. And so when you actually take a step back and you think about this most precious asset that you have to driving your business forward, and now someone else also has access to that, it dilutes the quality and the power that you're holding. So with our technology, the fact that clients can now collaborate, drive insights, build a better marketing experience and a better customer journey without ever even having to think about that data getting out of the hands or leveraged in a way that they didn't previously intend, 
that is so exciting to me. And it's something that I am really passionate as we think about driving the ecosystem forward, because it is such a valuable tool and skill set to have. And, and it's a really valuable technology as we think about driving forward and coming up with more insights. Yeah, I mean, that just makes a ton of sense. And I think as we talk about innovation, uh, and pushing things forward. Obviously, the, the concept of Identity Architects and this podcast is to get to know those innovators within our industry, um, those, those people that are kind of continuously challenging the status quo and believe there's just a better way to use customer data to deliver rich experiences for consumers. So from where you sit uh, and what you do here at InfoSum, what is the most unique thing you've seen from a brand uh, in relation to utilizing customer data? Definitely. I think people and clients who are really leaning into this new version of technology and clients who are really at the forefront of not being afraid to let go of legacy systems. And they're saying, hey, these systems work and they, they worked great for a really long time, but I know that I'm going to have to invest in the time and the people to build a new solution that is really scalable. And so when and I think about brands that are focusing on how to leverage that, it's really those brands who are saying, I know that things have been done a certain way for a very long time, but there is a better way for us to be doing this. And there is a better way for us to protect our customers. And, and those are the clients, right? The clients who are putting their customers at the forefront and saying, this data is valuable. These are my consumers. And I want to bring as much value to them as possible without putting their data at risk. And so any of those advertisers that we think about in the ecosystem and there's so much news surrounding it as teams change their privacy legislation. I mean, we all see it with all of the changes in the ecosystem, right, of where we want our data tracked, where we don't. And it's how do we give control back to the consumers? How do we make sure that people are really knowing what they sign up for? I, I still constantly laugh when friends and family are, you know, talking. They're like, I was just talking about this and now I have an ad about it. And then they laugh at me and they go, is this what you do? <laughs> and it's so much more complex than that. But at, at simplest terms, it's how do we know what that user journey is and really empowering those consumers to have control of what that customer journey looks like and feels like to them. Yeah, I love that. I think it's just really important and clearly a massive part of our mission here at InfoSum to, you know, put consumers first, to be customer centric, to protect their data, uh, protect their privacy. Um, I just think it's really important. So kind of as we wrap things up here, is there anything we haven't touched on that you wish we had? Any topics that we haven't covered that you think we should discuss before we close out? I think the only thing, we, we kind of hit on all the different elements, right? And what is so exciting? I would say that one of the big things is just really taking the time to reevaluate what that strategy is. And as I think about my partners and the the brands that we work with today, it's how do we take that step back to move a lot further and in the long term. And so that would be my kind of closing thought on it, it doesn't happen overnight. And, it, and it's a really complex thing to understand when you first hear it. I remember when I first heard about non-movement of data, I think I 
I was up plenty of nights trying to research and study and understand what does that even mean? How does data not move? <laughs> and and would it, how does collaboration work without data sets touching each other? But once you get over that first hurdle, there's so much longevity and scale to these systems. And I think the ecosystem, as they're catching up and as they're understanding the value of a technology like InfoSum, there's so much benefit to come. That's awesome. I love that. And, you know, obviously we touched on it a little bit earlier on. The The purpose of this podcast is to get to know those individuals that are pushing the industry forward, that are innovating and doing things a better way. So as you look into your network and look at people who inspire you, who do you think we should interview for a future episode of Identity Architects? I think one of the things I would really love for us to focus on is working with one of our identity partners and that that's really who I think the industry needs to hear from on their stance. There's a lot of valuable identity partners that we work with here at InfoSum. And I think that there is a massive story to tell there on why they're choosing to opt into the InfoSum ecosystem and build their own networks. Well, there you go. We'll have to uh, we'll have to work together to reach out to some of those partners uh, and get them onto a future episode. So, if you're listening, watch your inbox because we might be reaching out to you. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Val. This really was fascinating. It was great to get to know you a little bit better myself, uh, and also to touch on kind of the importance of partnerships, the importance of this kind of ecosystem that's being built uh, at the moment. So, this was awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you so much for having me today, Ben. Thanks again to Val for joining us for this episode of Identity Architects. It was great to get to know Val a little bit better and to chat about all things partnerships and the role of trust in those partnerships. All that leaves for me to do is to remind you to hit that subscribe button so you know when the next episode of Identity Architects lands. And if you'd like to appear on the podcast or would like to nominate someone to appear on the podcast, feel free to reach out to us on podcasts at infosum.com. But until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you.